Welcome to another episode of Weight Loss and Wellness Mastery, where you can get lean and healthy without diet programs, counting calories, and spending hours at the gym. I'm Melanie Kinch, and I'm your host today. Well, hello there. It is Melanie again, and I am really excited, as always. I mean, excited is one of my favorite words. I should learn something new. I should use a different word. But anyway, I am excited today about about talking to you about food because this is a big concern, right? I mean, food is the reason that people gain weight and food is the reason that they don't gain weight. Food is also the reason that they get sick in a lot of cases or if they stay healthy. Food is, um, have you ever heard that saying, food can be the best medicine or the most destructive poison or something. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's something like that. Because it's true, the food that we eat plays such a huge role in our weight, in our health, in our energy level, in our longevity, in our vitality, everything, you know, kind of centers around what we put inside our body. And, you know, I was just listening to a video this morning and, um, you know, this lady was talking about food and about, I can't give up my favorite this and I can't give up my favorite that. And I, I've been sitting here thinking about that, thinking okay, well, I can't is, is not a, I can't, I can't and I won't are two different, two different games, right? When you can't do something, that means there's no possible way. But in most cases, people won't change what they eat because they like it. If it, it tastes good, it makes them feel good, whatever the case may be. But I want to explore something with you about, about food, um, because really you're trying to lose weight. What should you eat? Right. I know that if you, if you restrict everything and you cut everything out, it is going, it is going to be a challenge for sure. And I mean, sometimes I forget that because I've been eating this way for so long that to me, I can't imagine going back to eating, you know, greasy burgers or like, I, I just can't even wrap my head around that. But yet for people that are still there, they can't imagine eating, you know, anything else. And so that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I've got this really, really um, amazing cookbook and I wanted to kind of walk you through some things about eating. So when you first sit down to, or when you, okay, you've heard me, if you've heard any of my podcasts before, you've heard me talk about meal planning. I am a big, big believer in meal planning because not only does it save you time, it saves you money and it also helps you eat healthier. It's a win-win all the way around. So the thing with that is that you pick a day, you sit down with your cookbooks or Pinterest or whatever way you get your recipes, and you begin to choose what foods, what meals you're going, you and your family are going to eat through the week. So plan your breakfasts, plan your, your lunches, you know, plan your suppers. Okay, so that's all fine and good. Let's say you've adapted to that. You've, you've started meal planning, which is awesome. I congratulate you. Okay, so now what? You're staring at all this stuff and your recipes and the cookbooks that you have are still all utilizing unhealthy food. So what should your plate look like? Every plate, every meal, what should your plate look like? Well, there's a guideline and it's called the plate portion guide. You can actually get it um, in my, in my, um, when you get the free report at weightlossandwellnessmastery.com, one of the bonuses that are inside there after you get the report is this plate 
portion guide. But anyway, that's just a side note. So this thing looks like half of it, half of your plate at any given meal should be fruits or vegetables. A quarter of your plate should be complex carbs. And we, I just did a podcast on the difference between complex and simple carbs. We do need carbs. They just have to be good carbs, not bad carbs. So go back and listen to that podcast and you'll know what I'm talking about. The, th- the next par- portion of your plate, the last third of your plate has to be protein. Now we're g- I'm going to talk to you guys about protein as well, because that is another myth about, you know, people needing to eat a lot of protein. We don't actually need as much as if we're doing it right. We don't actually need as much protein as we have been told. But anyway, I'm not going there today. So that is what your, your plate should look like. So half of it, fruits and vegetables. So, you know, five to, you know, five or so servings of fruit or vegetables per meal. Then then your complex carbs and then your protein. So, and I want to talk to you about breakfast just before I dive into some of these other things. But breakfast is the most important meal of the day because you've been fasting all night. If you've gone to bed at a decent hour and you haven't eaten three hours before you went to bed, at least three or four hours before you went to bed, which is ideal, that means you've fasted for a long time, right? You've fasted. Your body is ready. Your body needs that nutrition. It needs that energy to get you going that that morning, right? Um, and so, but what what is the... The reality about breakfast is that people are in a hurry and they don't have time to make anything. So they grab the donut or they go through the drive through or they don't eat typically, right? But what about, it says, okay, I'm just looking at this cookbook and it says with proper planning, however, you can prepare a healthy, hearty breakfast in less time than it takes to drive through the drive through So I want to show you some of these, I'm going to talk to, I guess I can't show you, but I'm going to talk to you about some of these, these recipes and and how easy this stuff is to actually do if you start to plan properly. Okay. So let's think about pancakes or waffles. Now these are all healthy ingredients, ingredients, whole wheat, pastry flour, unbleached white, a little bit of unbleached white flour, cornmeal, aluminum free baking powder, um, water, non-dairy milk. Uh, uh, oil, which I don't just use vegetable. I use like olive oil or grapeseed oil. Um, honey or cane juice crystals. These are healthy ingredients, right? So now you, you make this up and this also has, okay, when you make things at home, like if you make your pancake batter at home or your waffle batter, you don't have additives, you don't have chemicals, you don't have all that stuff that stick to your arteries and make things not flow properly. You get to control what goes into them. Okay, so you ma- let's say you make this. It's, you know, whatever. Monday morning, you're making pancakes. Or Sunday night, you're making pancakes for your family. So now if you make a... Let's say you only are going to need one batch for your family that morning. You can make a double batch right then because it's not going to take you any more time or any more effort to make a double batch at the exact same time. So now you can freeze waffles really, really well. They're awesome. I do this all the time. You freeze waffles. Like you cook them, freeze them. And then now you've got fast, fast, healthy breakfasts for your family for as long, you know, like for as many times during that week as you need, right? So you just pop them in the toaster or the toaster oven, warm them up. And then typically, you know, you can, you can top them with fruit topping or homemade um, maple topping. Because listen to this. So this is called maple topping. So it's just water, cornstarch, maple syrup, and water. Oh, so you got half a cup of water that you mix with the cornstarch and then the water and the maple syrup. You just 
put this stuff all on. Now get this. This has all the flavor of maple syrup with half the sugar and calories and no high fructose corn syrup. So instead of buying those those syrups, you can make a, a topping easy, like really fast with your or for your family. You can do the same thing with fruit sauce. You can take any kind of fruit. Um, you just put water in, a little bit of cornstarch and, um, you know, boil it down a little bit. And you have this beautiful fruit sauce that has nowhere near the sugar that other, the, the, the commercial ones buy. So again, easy peasy, right? That's a, that's an easy breakfast. How about oatmeal? Now I know some people get bored of oatmeal, but really, do you know this cookbook here has 25 ways to change oatmeal and oatmeal is, um, uh, uh, oatmeal is a great way to start the day, especially in the winter. Quick oats are a good option, but it's fun to change things up a bit and try other whole grain cereals. So you can do that as well. But listen to this. So you could, you can obviously add, you know, brown sugar, I guess is all right, but raisins, you can add, add honey and you can make your own granola. There's a recipe in this book that you can make your own granola. So again, you're not having the same additives, sugar, that kind of fat, that kind of stuff in it. You can have um, raspberry soy yogurt. You can have peanut butter. You can have um, apple or pumpkin, walnuts. You know, you could, there are so many things. You can make a cinnamon one. You can have bananas and carob chips. You can have uh, leftover fruit sauce. You can have all kinds of stuff in the oatmeal. And again, you can do oatmeal overnight. You can make oatmeal, oatmeal in the slow cooker overnight. And then you have it. It's warm. It's beautiful in the morning. And your family's going to feel full for a long time because there's real substance there because it's whole grain, right? So that's just about changing your ideas about about breakfast. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be bacon or eggs, right? In fact, try and stay away from the bacon if at all possible. That stuff is not good for you on any level. Um, now, th- there's all kinds of muffins that you can make that have that have healthy stuff in them, you know, Um Apple pecan, lemon poppy seed, pineapple, banana. So there's lots and lots of ways to spruce up your breakfast without a lot of time. It doesn't have to take a lot of time to do this stuff. And if you meal plan and do a little bit of prep on a Friday or on a Sunday evening or something, you're going to be prepared for the whole week. And so therefore it's less stress. You're not planning, you know, you're not worried about what you're going to feed your ki- your kids or your family or your grandkids all week. Now let's talk about eating fruits and vegetables. Five to 10, well, eight to 10 servings a day. Okay. Now a serving of a, a serving of a fruit or vegetable is typically half a cup. So that's actually not that many. I mean, I think I probably eat way more than that. Like a banana, a full size banana is probably two servings of fruit. Now, what are some ways that you can have more fruits and vegetables? I love to steam my vegetables. I love to, um, have raw veggies. My kids love raw veggies, right? So I'll just cut up a bunch of stuff. Carrots, cucumbers. Well, I don't cut the cucumbers up till we eat them, but carrots, cauliflower, broccoli. If it's cut up in the fridge, my kids will eat it. And I'm betting your kids will too. It it might take some time if you haven't, if you haven't um, been giving them raw vegetables much. See, my kids have had that since they were little, but now salads and smoothies are an awesome, awesome, awesome way to get your fruits and veggies. So let's say, you know, you add, um, so you want to eat the rainbow, right? You want to eat a lot of colors. The more colors you eat, the better. So salads are a great way to eat the rainbow. You can add a few slices of something green, a few cubes of something orange, a sliver of something red, and you created a nutritious work of art. So 
again, there's all kinds of ways that you can have a healthy salad. Um, you can make your own salad dressings, your own mayonnaise, your own ketchup, mustard, all that stuff is in this cookbook. Give them something better. Um, and you can make all that stuff again. So you decide what you're going to feed your family or for yourself. You know, you do your meal plan, you sit down, take a couple hours and get this stuff all done. You now have the mayonnaise in the fridge. You have the ketchup in the fridge. You have the, the salad dressing ready, right? It doesn't have to take a ton of time. It does not have to take a ton of time. Okay, so what else did I want to talk to you about? I want to show you some of these other things, right? Because there's all kinds of amazing... So like, just like I was, I was saying, there, there's Thousand Island dressing, there's garlic feta dressing. So think about these things. Okay, so you've got homemade ketchup, you've got lemon juice, you've got cane juice or sugar, um, sweet pickle relish, which you could buy or if you had your own, uh, onion, whatever, that's Thousand Island dressing, right? Easy, easy peasy stuff, easy peasy. You've got ranch dressing, you've got all kinds of things. So let's talk about some main meals, right? Okay, so that's breakfast and lunch kind of taken care of. What about some, some main meals? So your, your biggest meal, well, your breakfast should be your big, biggest meal in all honesty. But when you eat, um, what am I trying to say? When you, your next biggest meal, five hours apart. So these are some ideas, right? So listen to these, melty muffins, okay? So these things are like, they're like mini pizzas and everybody loves them. The melty cheese is made from cashews, which adds protein and healthy fat to this simple meal and families will ask for it again and again. This is such a good recipe. So good. My kids love it. Um, there's meatball subs and soups, minestrone soup that you can, these are all vegetarian meals because I want to, I want to read something to you. Um, oops, I don't know where it went, but it was talking about, oh yeah, right here. Okay, so listen to this. I mean, I know I'm not telling you to to not eat meat, even though being a vegetarian is the healthiest the healthiest way. And I know I might get some hate mail about that, and I and I get that. But listen to this. Okay, those who eat meat just four times a week experienced a fourfold increase in the risk of fatal heart attack, sixty five percent increase in colon or ovarian cancer, and twice the risk of bladder cancer. When meat was eaten every day, the risk of developing diabetes and dementia doubled. Okay, so here's the thing. Fat makes fat. There is a lot of fat in meat, not to mention the chemicals that those animals are injected with or fed to get mass production out of them, to get the most bang for the buck, so to speak. I was a vet tech for five years, and I know exactly what goes into beef, what goes into chickens. Uh, the stuff that's ingested into them, stuff that's given to them in their food. And believe me, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And I just worked at a small vet clinic. I can't imagine the big food processing places, what happens there. So that's just something for you to think about. Now, this came from this study that I was just, that I was just repeat, um, reading to you. This came from uh, Life Expectancy and Chronic Disease by Fraser Gary E., of Oxford University Press. So that is actually a study that was done on people eating meat. So again, there's lots and lots of ways to eat amazing meals like avocado wraps, right? This is whole grain flour tortillas, the homemade guacamole. Um, then you could have salads, spinach, tomatoes, cucumbers, matchstick carrots, onions. Like these are just some of the recipes that are in this book. There's tons, tons and tons and tons of them. Now, let's go on and talk a little bit about... 
What about some pasta? Listen to this. This pasta primavera. So it's just olive oil, carrots, onions, peppers, cauliflower, broccoli, zucchini, squash. Um, oh, zucchini or squash. Um, pasta, Alfredo sauce, which is also homemade and in this book. And then non-Parmesan dairy cheese, um, non-dairy Parmesan cheese or nutritional yeast flakes. This thing is awesome, awesome, awesome. So again, there's all kinds. There's pasta with spring vegetables. There's, um, and then these are the sauces, right? Tomato sauce, Alfredo sauce. So there's all kinds of meals inside this book. Again, if you want to get a hold of this book, I don't think you can find this online, but I do have license to sell it. Um, you can get a hold of me at melanie at yourvibrantwellness.com and I can uh, get it mailed out to you. Because it is, it's an amazing book. It's called Give Them Something Better. So just go ahead and email me at uh, melanie at yourvibrantwellness.com and I can get that done for you if you want. Because there is, I don't know, like this thing has, oh my word, this this thing has like over a hundred and some pages. Um, 172 pages. This thing has 172 pages. And a ton of amazing recipes that kids love and grandkids love and I love and you will love. But I want to talk to you about one quick thing before we head out today, before we end today. Um, dessert. Dessert, right? We love to, you know, have desserts. We love to, sh- to make desserts. We love to share desserts. But unfortunately, sugar does lead to obesity, diabetes, and other life-threatening illnesses. And that's really not the best way to show that we love our families by giving them sugar. So what if we give them something better? So instead of making sweet treats that are are high in sugar, high in fat, how about we do just the opposite and we make amazing, absolutely beautiful desserts that are that are made with whole grains, they got lower sugar. Um, and the thing about the thing about desserts is that you really want to serve them with a high something high fiber. Because the more fiber that you have in your body, the more it maintains your blood glucose. So therefore you're not going to get those sugar highs and lows. Even if you do have some sugar in your desserts, if you eat it with a high fiber meal, so say, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, you know, lots of complex carbs or, or that kind of thing, it's going to help you in the long run for sure. So what are some of these desserts? Now think about this. This is a coconut joy bar. Okay. So this is just like a candy bar, except that it's got really good stuff in it. Silken tofu, non-dairy milk or coconut milk, carob chips, um, cane juice or sugar, cornstarch, unsweetened coconut, and almonds, right? Yum, 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 yum. There's all kinds of cookie recipes, pecan doodle cookies, and there's, there's peanut buttery cookies. Now again, see, we're just giving them something better. We're not taking away all the things that they love. There's healthy pizzas you can make. There's healthy pastas you can make. There's healthy, all kinds of stuff. We're not taking away all the things that people love. We are simply giving them something better, giving you something better. And one thing that I want to point out to just in closing is that if you are the one in your family that wants to change, you're the one that wants to start eating better, you're the one that wants to lose weight, and your family isn't necessarily on board, this is a really a really great way to, um, like by using recipes like this, this, is a really good, great way to, to help them sort of in this transition phase. But the other thing you have to remember is that they will choose their their time when they want to start to eat healthy. And in some cases, you may have to, you know, make certain meals that are more for you than them. And what I mean by that is like, my kids are not vegetarians. 
I, I am a vegetarian and have been for, oh my goodness, six or seven years now. And I would never go back. I feel fantastic. I like, I just, I, I would never go back, but my kids are not there yet. And my kids are all teenagers. So I can't, in my mind, I don't think that I can force them. I've told them what I believe about meat. I've told them, you know, showed them these kinds of studies and that kind of thing. But again, they have to make that choice for themselves. So there are times, there's lots and lots of times when I will make vegetarian meals for them, which they love and they eat. But there's also other times when, you know, I mean, I don't make them, po I never make pork. I will never, I won't even have pork in my house because I know the disgusting stuff that is in pork. But, um, so they know that they don't ever ask me that. And I don't even make them red meat anymore. But if they want chicken or turkey in something, you know, like I will, I will compromise sometimes. Like if I'm making them lasagna and I know that they don't like the lasagna the way that I make it. So then I'll make it with, you know, lean turkey. And then that way I know that I can still eat it and it isn't going to kill me and my kids still enjoy it. So sometimes you have to compromise a little bit, but, oh, and sometimes you have to make your own meals. Sometimes I, you know, like I will make something that is, is just for me because I'm the one who wants it. I can't force my family. Now I can give them all the options that they want, but when we go out to eat, they still have their choice and they will pick, <laughs> they will pick things that sometimes are not what I would want for them to eat, but that's okay because this journey is yours and their journey is theirs as well. So the more that you get committed to what you're doing and the more that they see results in you, that's going to be the, the, the biggest testimony and the, and the best witness to them in order for them to decide to start to change. Because I have seen it in my kids. I have seen it where, you know, they'll be like, oh, mom, I want a smoothie or, you know, I don't want to do this or I, oh, I don't really want to eat that. I want to actually be healthy. And again, it's just a process. But you do not stop your journey just because nobody else is on board with you. You keep going. You keep doing it. And I promise you, you will see results. So again, if you want to get a hold of this cookbook, give them something better. Just reach out to me, Melanie Kinch, Melanie at yourvibrantwellness.com and we can make that happen for you. In the meantime, have an awesome, awesome day. Oh, and before I close, remember, remember, remember that if you do your best job in the supermarket, in the grocery store, you buy the best ingredients that you possibly can. When you cook, you cook and, and make it the healthiest that you possibly can be. When you sit down to eat that meal, do not think anymore about that, about that the food and that it harming you or anything like that. You only be grateful for the food, you know, ask a blessing over that food and, and just be grateful, be grateful with every bite and just enjoy it because the more you enjoy your food, the less you're going to have to eat and the less, because our thoughts are real things. And if you think that that food is going to hurt you or that you're going to get sick or you're going to gain weight or whatever, then you will, you will. So really, really, really do your best to eat healthy but then when you sit down to eat something and you know what, there's times if I'm at someone's house and they give me, you know, whatever, something that I wouldn't normally eat rather than making a big deal about it, I will just eat a little bit of it. And I just, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they wanted to feed me. I'm grateful that they, they want to share this with me. So again, watch your thoughts. Okay. Watch your thoughts. I hope this blesses you and I hope you have an awesome, awesome Friday. Take care and God bless.